0: Which next step is the best fit for your future? What can you do to accelerate your professional development? And how should you navigate different workplace challenges? I'm Kyle Gantos, and our team is on a mission to crowdsource insights, best practices, and action plans from accomplished peers, all who began their career in Big Four, to help guide you wherever you want to grow. Well, I'm excited to be here with uh, some pretty awesome people talking about something that I think... Everybody tuning into has experienced, uh, been on one end of it, uh, giving or receiving feedback, um, and how to how to do that in a way that helps us strengthen our professional collaborations uh, is something that super important in terms of being able to growing as professionals and growing as people. Um, as mentioned, I'm joined by some people with some pretty incredible diverse perspective. Callie, welcome. How are you?
1: i'm good how are you
0: i'm doing well um tell us a little bit about your background just maybe some of the different work experiences you've been in
1: yeah so i'm currently a manager here at embark Um, i've been in my career about six ish years now started out in public accounting um, took some time off and went abroad worked in oil and gas and then i've been at embark for two years now
0: awesome um where'd you go
1: i lived in south korea as an english teacher for a year
0: Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's a rewarding experience. It was, it was
1: awesome. Life-changing opportunity. It was great.
0: And uh, Andrew, welcome. How are you? I'm good. Just trying to get through this Monday. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Yeah. So uh, Andrew Liu, I've been at Embark nine plus years. I started my career in public accounting too. I uh, did two years there and then, and then jumped into consulting um, for about six and a half. Took a few years and and did some people development here at Embark, which was a great experience. And then recently have jumped back into
0: consulting. Awesome. Um, Well, just from a perspective standpoint, it'll be cool to be able to just examine things through that lens as well. Very different, yeah. Um, And last but not least, Matt, how are you? Doing good. You're welcome. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your background.
3: Yeah, so I'm a managing director in our fast practice at Embark. Um, Been with Embark a little over a year. And then prior to that was in public accounting for uh, almost 16 years in the financial services audit practice and well
0: so then you've you've also you're gonna add a, another layer to this just uh and you're not the only one but just being able to look at it from you know a leadership perspective as well through that lens so excited to dive into all that i know before before we got together for this um this episode we were talking you know just through personal experiences and why this is important to you as an individual and i would love to just go around the horn real quick and Callie maybe lead us off in terms of, um, you know, you're, you're leading internal initiatives Mm -hmm. around this topic and doing a fantastic job. Why is this important for you?
1: Yeah. So I think when we talked about this previously, I historically have not ever received good feedback, whether that be a lack of feedback in general, or just have negative experiences being on the receiving end. So I'm also leading an internal initiative for women's leadership development in which we talk about giving and receiving feedback and some helpful tips um, in that conversation. And I think it's just really important. Well, to get into it later, just the relationships around feedback are really important. And I think that's what drove my negative experiences as well is that lack of a relationship. So I'm really excited just to talk about this topic because it is... Integral to, to everyone. Everyone has to give and receive feedback at some point in their life or a corporate job. So I'm excited to go through this topic today.
0: How about you? Andrew?
2: Yeah, I mean, in the in the similar sense, I mean, have great experiences getting feedback, but have also had some bad experiences. And I think as you kind of grow into your career, you realize like just how how vital like feedback is um, when, when you talk about um, from a technical perspective, but also just from like the intangibles and, and the relationships um that you're going to be building right whether it's within your company or external within clients right and so um you know i love the topic of feedback it's about growing learning um, and just kind of making yourself better right and so you can take any of these concepts in a professional sense in a personal sense and, and apply them right and so um you know the idea is that you never stop learning so in order to do that you need to receive feedback
0: well and as i know um you know, there's there's been a few things that you and I have talked about that yeah. I feel like you've certainly somebody who has made me feel welcome and with being vulnerable. So I appreciate that. And yeah, I'm glad sure. glad to glad to have you learned from you as well. Um, how about you, Matt?
3: Yeah, I mean, definitely agree with everything that Callie and Andrew both said. And and I think the thing that we're probably gonna hear a lot in this session is is the word relationships. Mm. Um, it resonates through everything that that we're gonna talk about as it relates to feedback. And so you know, I think for me, it's really looking at it with, um, you know, the number of years of experience that I've had and, and and kind of seeing it play out in different levels and different points in my career is really thinking about how it starts with a relationship. Um, to have effective feedback, you have to have trust or else it just doesn't work. So thinking about how we build trust through relationships and then, you know, really to kind of explore a little bit more of of how we can get out of the mindset that feedback is a process and getting out of the mechanics of it and really getting down to you know the point that it should be a, a relationship that is built on trying to improve. And we can always do that at every point in our career. Um, we should never stop seeking to improve ourselves professionally, personally. And so kind of sometimes it was getting out of our own way of forgetting about some of the formality behind it and really just getting down to we're, we're people here that are trying to help each other. And trying to help ourselves as we go through, we provide feedback. We learn a lot about ourselves as well. And that I, I think
0: being here, being able to have this conversation is, uh, you know, you you bring up something that is there's a there's a different, albeit very simple, but super empowering way of looking at this. Um, I know personally, I, I feel like there's been times where when I was in a in a leadership role, I I I probably treated it like. 100% transactionally mm. and realized very quickly that that that's you know that has some pretty obvious limitations and then on the receiving end I am somebody who probably tends to be overly critical on myself and so dealing with things uh you know that wave of emotion that may come through I think there's there's a lot of other healthier ways to be able to to deal with it on both sides maybe before we get into like the you know, best practices or different mental approaches, what are some, you know, talk about being vulnerable for a second. Are there, are there any stories, you know, you, few of us mentioned having some, maybe not so positive experiences. Is there anything you'd be comfortable sharing just to maybe meet people through some of the challenges they're going through?
3: One example, and this is a little bit generic, but I think probably everyone at some point either has or will experience this when it relates to feedback is just kind of the, um, the generic feedback, the, You know hey you know you're looking for ways to improve right and the feedback you get is hey you're doing great keep doing what you're doing and you know to me at least early in your career there's almost this mindset where like you're trying to avoid getting any kind of constructive or developmental feedback because you see that as you're you're not doing something the way you should be or you have improvement areas so the mindset is kind of like i'm going to do everything i can to where i'm only receiving positive feedback and so then when you hear somebody kind of just say, Oh, hey, everything's great, keep doing what you're doing, it's kind of reinforcing that same behavior, but you're not really stretching yourself. You're not, you know, looking for ways you can develop. And, you know, that can be fine for a little while, but it eventually catches up with everybody where you you operate under a, I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing because that's the feedback I've received. And that's great until that no longer applies. And mm-hmm. then it becomes a challenge because maybe you've never really received that kind of developmental feedback. You don't know what to do with it. Maybe you don't have the relationship where you can actually work through it with that person. And it seems like just another thing that's added to your plate where you have to go do something. And so, you know, that can be a challenge. And I think for me, that's one of those where it takes, it takes both sides kind of buying into that process, right? You have to want feedback. You have to want to have that dialogue, that discussion, but as someone giving feedback, you have to be comfortable enough with the person to be able to to give feedback that is meaningful that is specific that is coming from a place of wanting to help that person improve and then be there with them to implement it not just see it like you said as transactional where it's i provide feedback you go and do something with it but really you know again being that relationship where you're working just towards understand. a common goal yeah, i think for me
2: i guess the, st- the story setting up the scene it's like the idea of getting feedback almost like from a a third party feedback right you're you're asking for feedback or you're talking to someone who um you know you work with or a supervisor a manager and you know the feedback they get is actually like hey i we noticed that when you were working with so-and-so this is what they said right and so the feedback's not coming directly from you you're kind of hearing it in kind of like a you know in a a telephone path and, and that kind of one, it just starts to kind of question whether or not, you know, you've asked all the right questions to the other person that you worked with. And then two, you start kind of overthinking and kind of second guessing. of like, oh, well, if I would have known, I would have fixed it rather than someone else, you know, telling my, my supervisor. And so, you know, I think in those instances, it's kind of the struggle of getting feedback directly. And then it kind of pushes you to like, who am I asking? Am I asking the right questions? Um, am I asking, you know, frequently enough? Um, and, and so I've had a few instances where that has made me kind of really second guess and kind of almost doubt like, well, did the work that I put in, was it, did I do it all kind of in vain, right? When I could have had an opportunity, someone could have just told me, Hey, let's work on this. And, you know, I missed that opportunity. And so, you know, you can't really get that time back. And so that's kind of some of my frustrating stories when feedback you know isn't shared with you directly um you you don't want to hear feedback that surprises you from from you know that goes directly to your manager or supervisor or something like that
1: yeah yeah um i can think of one specific story that kind of just carries with me as i develop in my career of what i don't want to be as a manager Mm -hmm. um my time in public accounting i remember i was told i was working on a project with a fairly unapproachable manager already just from day-to-day interactions. And then when it was time for him to review my work product, he would call me over to the desk and kind of just go through what I provided and him giving me review comments and feedback, like, hey, this is how it should be done. Um, I just remember him right off the bat would just ask, why did you do this? Why did you do this? Why did you do this? And then when I would respond, he would just say, you're too loud, you're too loud. Mm -hmm. And so it was immediately just a, to me it was a personality issue. Um, and so what I've learned through the internal initiative is it's not about their personality, it's about their behavior and what can you do to help them? What impact does their behavior have on their performance and the team? And then how can you help guide that? It's not about who they are as a person. So I remember that was just my, it sticks in my head still today. like, don't focus on who someone is as a person, focus on their behaviors and what we can do to kind of guide that. And I just remember, I was actually transitioning out of audit into consulting and he had to sit down with me and was trying to keep me in audit and I like, I would never work for you again right because I don't there was no relationship there there was no trust um and it just made me honestly afraid of feedback too because I didn't know how that interaction would go in the future
0: oh, Those tough situations yeah. I'm um for for almost a decade prior to this I was um more of a career coach kind of. And I've heard from hundreds and hundreds of people reasons why they leave companies. Um, and, you know, part of that that came up many, many times was just like, you know, the the obligatory annual performance review and that being like mm-hmm. the the one time where somebody would be looking for feedback and kind of like a mix of each of the things that each of you is talking about where it's very generic or maybe it was, you know, kind of a meandering way of not, you know, something that could have been avoided or discussed way sooner than that, mm-hmm. or just the the delivery of mm-hmm. it. Um, and I think um, what I've heard bits and pieces of each of you reference is just the importance of like an ongoing relationship. And so before we get into um, how to develop that trust and maybe reframe your mindset, and I think there's this... Um, I think a lot of this is more just education. I think a lot of people don't know what to do um, and maybe have had bad experiences, but before we get to how to maybe approach it differently, what are some of the good things that have happened uh, for each of you? What is maybe a rewarding uh, example of of being on the other end of that that maybe you could speak to?
1: Yeah, uh, I guess I'll share just a positive one for me actually happened recently um, while on a project here um, with a client. I proactively asked for feedback and formal documentation of, hey, what are things that I have been good at or need to improve? And I specifically included like, is there anything I can continue doing, start doing or stop doing? I wanted more specific feedback. And so he provided the written feedback and then we also had a call to debrief it as well. And so we had already worked together very closely for several months. And so I kind of knew that he what he was going to say based on interaction we've already had and things he's already said to me previously. Hey, you're great at this, or hey, like based on review comments of my work product. So I would just say that was a perfect example of a great feedback session, written, documented, and then also in person as well.
0: So, we, so then you're saying then the that particular experience and mm-hmm. it. it, it, it Part of the, the reason why it was positive was because it wasn't unexpected. Yes. But that was also because of a certain level of like intentionality right. that had gone into it before. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I think
2: mine really stems from just like frequency and cadence. Um, I think when you think about, or in my experience, when when I've thought about feedback or like a performance review, it was always like something that, a lot of anticipation leading up to a meeting or a the end of the year and so, you know, one of, um, you know, similar to Cali, like one of my recent clients, um, you know, we started to build kind of more of an informal cadence of like, hey, every week we're going to come to the table and we're going to talk about the things that we did well, the things, you know, specifically that we did and and then really start giving each other feedback. And so um, there was no formality. It wasn't a um, you know, project lead versus, you know, whoever was doing the work, it was up and down feedback. And so once you were able to kind of break down a little bit of those, um, anxiety barriers, um, it was just super constructive. Right. And so it ended up just really being weekly conversation points and nothing super formal, but we were able to learn from each other and, and successfully do our project. Right. And so when we reflect on it, it was like, wow, that was a really great experience. It didn't feel, difficult at all to kind of, you know, nitpick at each other and and kind of share, Hey, I prefer doing it this way versus that way. And so, um, I think overall, it really just built our relationship so that, you know, when we work together in the future, you know, that, that line of communication is just open.
0: So how how much of that is both parties buying into it? How much of it is maybe influenced by you or the, or the other party driving?
2: (sighs) I mean, I think communication is always going to be a two-way street, right? Um, but I, I think there is some initiation that um, someone does have to take, right? Whether it's someone asking for feedback or maybe the project leads saying, hey, you know what, we're gonna try and do this and see how it works. Um, but I think once someone can initiate and lead, um, there still has to be a two-way channel of, of giving and receiving, right? It's not just only one person is giving feedback and the other person is
0: receiving. It's gotta go in, in kind of all directions in a sense man you just did what like 36 37 360 degrees 39 39 okay well wow. um that's that's you know that's the the in this case at embark quarterly um but what's one of your wins
3: yeah um i'll maybe take a little bit of a different angle so um a, a recent experience that i had that i thought was very positive was one where we were actually getting um we had some consultants that were coming to the end of a project and had some feedback that they wanted to share to the client about some of the, the people that they worked with um, throughout the project. And we're kind of transitioning and taking over those responsibilities. And so, um, you know, and aggregating some of that feedback, you know, a lot of it was really positive. There were some constructive things, though, as well, and some concerns. And so a little bit of apprehension about how is this going to be received? You know, we're, we're talking to my client contact, passing along some feedback. Again, it's So it's not all direct firsthand it's kind of aggregating and sharing it and disseminating it through um you know to the individuals involved and so went into it with a little bit of anxiety not knowing how it's going to be received are they really looking for this because it again it's not something they really asked us for um but it was something that we felt was important at the end of the project to really provide and so um went through that client was great you know listened asked questions and you know became very conversational so it relieved a lot of that apprehension. And by the end of it, um, the the real win for me was hearing from the client and saying, Hey, we just really appreciate hearing this feedback. This is something that we haven't received or that we don't get with other firms that we work with. And this is really helpful for us to be able to provide that and see it from a different angle and a different perspective. So, um, I thought that was something that was just really positive that again, once we got into it and kind of broke through that initial barrier, it became very comfortable. And the end result was. A win for both sides
0: that's awesome and was that something that is like f- firm wide is that something that your team or somebody decided let's let's try something different
3: yeah i mean i i think it certainly should be firm wide i mean at the end of every project i mean that's kind of ideal we often look at it i think maybe we focus too much on getting the feedback from the client but you know again this is just a great example of um not looking at it as transact transactional you know yes it was the end of the project we had people that were rolling off going out and and working on something different but to to leave that client and not share any of the observations the feedback that those consultants had seen and developed and invested so much time in would would i think really ultimately be a disservice to to our client as well so um hopefully it's something that we're doing across all engagements and we will continue to do and get better with it's almost like the opposite of the experience Mm
0: -hmm. that you were talking about where it's like you you wanted it you like sought it out and then it wasn't a good experience in this case the value of gifting it to somebody yeah and
3: i think you know again like we talk about it's always a little bit uncomfortable too and it depends on the relationship you have um if you're not used to doing that the first few times can maybe feel a little bit awkward but it's all about repetition i mean Mm -hmm. everything that we're talking about here the more you do it the more comfortable you get both receiving and giving feedback and so you really if, if you can get in the mindset of realizing that the absolute worst outcome is to just Never discuss it, to never provide the feedback because then nobody's growing, nobody's improving, nobody's developing. And if there's really things that need to be corrected, chances are they're going to continue to do those things. And I think for all of us, that's never a position we want to be in where there's something we could be doing differently or be doing better. And nobody's ever come and talk to us about it.
0: I think you touched on something that's a good segue, and I, I wanted to go and ask each of you this, uh, and you know, I'm, I imagine there's probably some overlap, but if you can think of maybe something different, why is feedback important? I, that may be like seemingly a stupid question, but why, I guess maybe another way to frame it, why is feedback giving and receiving, whichever one you want to tackle, why is that important to you specifically, Kelly?
1: I would say, similar to the lines that Andrew talked about earlier when we first started out, um, I am just in a growth mindset usually. And I am very, I think, self-aware and I'm always thinking about things that I can improve. I'm just kind of just go, go, go. So for me, I also sometimes have a view of if no silence is not good, no news is good news. I don't look at it that way. To me, no news is bad news. So for me, whether the feedback is positive or more constructive, I think I wanna know those things so that I can improve. And so if I expect of other people to be at their best, how how do they how can I expect myself to be the best if I don't know what I'm lacking in or kind of what areas I would need to improve on?
0: Does that change at all? Yeah, that's a great know? answer. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, I think having the best version of yourself is is always something that for me I, I strive to um, do. Um, one thing I'll try to add on personally for myself is I mean I think just the awareness the the learning the ability to teach others to um i'm a huge proponent for coaching um, and teaching and training and so um you know the more feedback that you receive and give you know the more reps into matt's point um the more that you can share and, and teach other people who you know could be either more junior in their career right um and I think some of honestly, some of the feedback the best feedbacks that I've gotten over the years have been people that have been more junior, right? And so even for those that have years and years of experience, like you can never stop learning. And I think that's the beauty of of what feedback is. And so um, yeah, I mean, I, I think just through, you can never learn enough, and then you can always share and teach and and, and really help and, and bless other people to be better professionals or or really just be better people um, in general. Um, you know, I use a lot of the things that we learn at work, um, at home. I mean, it's yeah. like, listen more, you know, <laughs> say less, you know, and, 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 and share, you know, you know, concisely. Right. So, um, yeah, the best version of myself is, is always what I will strive for to be.
0: Any other lens that you would add Matt?
3: I mean, I, I guess, I just think a little bit from, from personal experience too, and like with a family and, and with kids, you, you think about how important it is for like positive reinforcement as well. And so uh, applying that in a, in a working relationship, it feels good to have your strengths validated, right? Yeah. Like everybody wants that. And so um, recognizing that and knowing how good it feels when somebody can kind of validate something that you think you've been doing really well. And then realizing how important that is when you're on the the side of giving feedback that again you're not glossing over all the positive things all the strengths because that's important and it and it's helpful and it is it's a great way to set the stage then to go into something that's maybe more constructive or developmental because you're you're acknowledging all the positives all the strengths and then starting from a, a great place and a foundation to say and here's how we can continue to get better. Here's some things that I've observed maybe that you want to think about. And then being able to share experiences that you've come across that might be helpful. I think that's one of the most rewarding things for me is to say, hey, you might be experiencing this for the first time. I've I've seen this a few different times. I don't know all the answers, but let me share you with you what I've seen, what's worked well, what hasn't, and just helping people kind of think through issues. It seems
0: that there's like simultaneously, um, and you know, these are my words, but, Mm -hmm. but a desire to serve. And then at the same time, a desire to see other people realize their full potential. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you would add to that? Or is there maybe another layer that's maybe we didn't touch on?
3: I mean, I, I think that's spot on though. I mean, I think as you, as you grow more into a coaching role, like the, the most positive outcome and the most rewarding experience is when you hear somebody come back to you and maybe it's, a day later maybe it's six months later but for somebody to say hey remember when we were talking about that or we worked through this issue that i was having like i actually had an opportunity to you know demonstrate that or i went through that experience again and i applied some of what we talked about and like that's just incredibly rewarding as a coach to feel like you're actually having an impact and helping people navigate their you know their professional development so um you know again it, we, we've talked about it a lot it's relationships it's a two-way street but realizing that you can get just as much out of being the one giving feedback as you can be from receiving it
2: yeah but
3: i think it's also about
2: perspective too right
3: our company has grown you know tenfold it feels
2: like in in the last couple of years and people have different backgrounds and different experiences and different ways that they do things right we're in the business of solving problems and you know, sometimes a problem doesn't have just one solution, right? And so when you can give feedback and you can share, hey, I did it this way, have you considered this? Or this is what I've done in the past. Um, you know, it allows people to really kind of get outside their comfort zone um, and and really explore different ways of, of doing it. So that work isn't just a, a linear like point A to point B to point C. Here's your solution. You can actually be creative and think and, and work together well because people have different perspectives and in, in, in ideas. And so, um, I mean, I think that's kind of the beauty of, of feedback because it, it directly feeds into the bottom line of our business of how we solve our problems better than, you know, so-and-so or faster or more efficient than, than our competitors or whatnot.
0: That's a great, I mean, the more people we can understand and work with, the more we can accomplish together. We've reached the midway point of this episode. Are you enjoying the conversation? Be sure to subscribe so you never miss out on wisdom that can help you work smarter to level up faster. Speaking of which, have a follow-up question or a future topic request? Email us at podcasts at embarkwithus.com so we can get to work on creating content that'll help you get wherever you want to grow. And now, back to the discussion. It's very clear that relationships is, is and, and I think the, the reason why this is important is, is pretty clear, but then how to go about it is where things maybe we've all had different experiences and where it can fall down. Where do we start? Like where what's the starting point for somebody who's sitting out there and saying, I'm I I want to improve so that I can make a bigger impact, so that I can feel like I'm serving other people and or I want my team, my people to realize their full potential. Where where's the beginning point?
3: You have to be intentional about it for sure. But I think the easiest way is to to not Try to overcomplicate it and think about the long term, right? It it start it can start today. It starts with a relationship. It starts with some of the informal feedback, getting used to having a relationship with someone where you can talk daily, weekly, whatever the case may be, as things come up. I think the the worst place you can get is to where you feel again like it's transactional, where it's, oh, it's This is a quarterly process, so now it's time to, to sit down and talk about it. We haven't talked for three months or six months or a year. So getting out of that mindset that feedback can only occur on a scheduled formal basis. Um, yes, that's important um, for accountability and to provide some structure and framework. But as an individual, it should be every day. It should be asking for feedback. It should be providing feedback to others and, and really thinking of it as just this is part of your day-to-day operation. It's a responsibility that all of us have, um, from your first day on the job till, you know, your last day in retirement. Um, it's a constant everyday mindset that you have to get into. And the more you do that, the more comfortable, I think it becomes. And again, it becomes just rest less transactional and it it just becomes a relationship where you have a dialogue and you know, both sides can equally take, take something out of that dialogue. Let's say it's day one.
0: Right. I'm coming in as, you know, I don't know, at Embark. I'm a senior associate, brand new to the firm without getting too into the weeds. Like where, 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 like, where do I start? I mean, is that as simple as walking up to Cali and saying, hi, I'm Kyle. Tell me about yourself is, I mean, what, what, what's, what is the actual starting point of that? Other than thinking about all of the things I'm going to have to do, what's the simplest way to start?
2: I mean, yeah, I think for me, that's always been just get to know the person, right? I mean, before you can kind of lead them professionally, in my opinion, you have to know them personally, um, right? Because that kind of breaks down that initial barrier of your title, of, you know, your experience of who you are. You just care for that person as a person. Like, I want to learn about you. I want to understand who you are as a person. I want to understand your personality and your likes. Um, Because when you can understand their personality and their likes and start to kind of understand how they do stuff, then feedback becomes a lot more intentional and actually um, beneficial for them, right? Because you're not just giving them feedback that is coming from, you know, left field or, hey, this is feedback that I've used on every senior associate Mm -hmm. that I've known on, you know, in my career, right? You're saying, hey, this is the feedback that I'm giving to you because I know that this is what you like to do or this is the way you do things and this is an honest you know, take on that. To me, it's like you got to know them and understand who they are as a person before you can really start talking to them about their work or their behaviors. Because if you
0: don't know them, then how will you really know why they do the things that they do? Kelly, you've got Clients you're working on, you've got, you know, your personal life outside of work. How do you what, what how do you get into the right mindset or what would you prescribe for somebody who's saying, gosh, I've got all these things to do. Where am I gonna find the time to go plant these seeds that Andrew and Matt are talking about?
1: Yeah, I was actually just having this conversation earlier about all the things I have to do, like after work or during work. And um, some of us do just have like a lot of things on our plate sometimes, but I think, I also said, I'm really lucky that I work with my friends And so I work with people that I genuinely like to be around. I come to the office all the time because I genuinely like the people I see in the office. And I care about building those relationships. If I was never around people that I work with or those people that I do eventually receive feedback from, then um, it can be really scary. I think especially people of the younger generation, um, we can be a little afraid of feedback because we're scared of getting our feelings hurt or looking like a failure. We might have like a perfectionism complex where we just really harp on ourselves whenever we do receive negative feedback or constructive feedback. So I think just being like, like they've said, just like being intentional about building those relationships. Um, And then I've seen it firsthand with my coaches, like I genuinely care about them and I like having those conversations. And I, we, we, through our feedback process, we receive feedback from them as well. So how am I doing as a coach? And so that's also positive reinforcement or just self-identifying areas that I can grow and then them kind of affirming that based on our conversations, like they, I just love having that relationship and being a part of their professional lives or personal, but I like having that impact, I guess.
0: Does anything change in terms of, you know, when Andrew was saying, you you mm. like you have to get to know somebody. You have to, does anything change when you are, you know, my designated coach or mm. you are my boss? Does anything does anything change in terms of how you approach that to invite or make that person feel welcome? You know, and I, I ask that maybe you have an introvert versus an extrovert or somebody who's maybe like me who's come from a bunch of toxic environments mm. and I'm walking in and I almost, this is all awesome, but it's also, it's hard to really believe if it's, authentic or not? How do you approach it that way?
1: Um, I will say the people that I have been in a like coaching structure with at my time at Embark are all, we do have very different personalities, but we've found commonality. My coach inviting me and my other counterpart to his house with his wife and cooking dinner for us and just doing more personal activities. It's not always just about, oh, let's grab a drink. Let's have a happy hour. Let's go to lunch, like doing things that Kind of inviting someone into your home, I think, is the most personal thing you can do. So being willing to open that up to someone, I think, just gives the other person like, oh, I can trust them. Like They're fully trusting me in their home, so I can trust them back and kind of building that relationship. And then just being genuine, I think, in your conversations as well. I am very extroverted. My coach is very introverted. But we still get along and we can still find things to joke about and laugh about and find commonality and I think just being genuine in your relationships is just the most important thing.
0: Any anything that's worked well for you in that area or just a mindset you have?
3: I mean, that said it said it really well there. I mean, I think again though it 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 does require a little bit well, it requires a lot of trust, but mm-hmm. it's hard to to build that right. And I think maybe one thing I would just add is is not to, you know, decide on day one, right? Mm-hmm. That you you're gonna all of a sudden magically have this great relationship that's built on trust like it takes time to develop that it takes shared experiences it takes things sometimes not going well and learning from that but you know trust takes time relationships take time so it might be a little awkward day one um or when you're working with a a new coach or on a new client um it's always going to be different but i think just coming to it with an open mindset and knowing that it, it does take time and not to get discouraged if it doesn't go real well the first time. Um, it's a process and the more you do it. And again, like I said before, that it's repetition, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. Hopefully as you're doing that, you're building that personal relationship and building that trust and it, it will get easier over time. Um, and it should, and if it's, if it's not, then that's maybe the place to stop and think like, is there something different that we need to be doing in building this relationship? Is it the frequency? Is it the formality? Um, is it maybe getting to your point, getting outside of the working environment and breaking Mm -hmm. down some of those barriers? So, um, just understanding that it, it takes some work, it takes time, it takes intentionality. Um, but the, the reward is, is well worth it.
0: Speaking of, um, you know, you, we've, we've started working with each other. We've, you know, somebody has made an effort and demonstrated, you know, that they care and want to understand we've grown close. Now we're working on something or now something has happened and, Maybe it didn't go as well as we want to. When it comes to giving feedback, how do you, you know, how do you bring that up? Uh, I think, you know, in our earlier discussions, there's kind of a, you know, society tends to want to avoid conflict, but to your point, like it's hard to grow if you're not going to ever have any differences and let alone confront those. What are some, what are some ways to do that that are mutually productive?
3: Yeah, I think one thing for me, I, I alluded to it earlier is, is maybe starting with a good foundation right it's acknowledging accomplishments reinforcing strengths and behaviors that you want to see continue and so it's again that goes to kind of building trust but maybe breaking down some of the apprehension or anxiety that people might be feeling and then you know when it comes to getting into more of the constructive or or developmental feedback Um, If you've got a good relationship and and the person knows that you're coming from a place of of care, that you want to see them improve or be the best version of themselves, that makes it obviously a lot easier. And then I think the other thing, too, is, you know, you, you spend all this time building this relationship, getting to know someone personally. And in doing so, then when it comes to providing that constructive feedback, you can go straight to the facts. You can take out some of the personal apprehension or anxiety out of it and just say, this is what i've observed this is the behavior that either needs to change or improve or these are the things that i've not seen that i would like to see more of um but being very factual in that i think the more fear as as a feedback giver that we have around how is this going to be received or are they going to understand that i think speaks a little bit to maybe the relationship isn't where it ultimately needs to be to really make that as effective as possible but then also you know again just it, it's breaking down some of those barriers to where when you're providing that feedback, you're not having to meander your way through it. I hate when people feel like they have to sugarcoat constructive feedback because you're, you, you completely lose the point when you're doing that. And I've been in that situation too, where I found myself spending just an inordinate amount of time trying to word something the right way. Mm. And, you know, I think one, the, the thing that it, I, I take away from that is if you can, just do it in person and verbalize it. It makes it a lot easier because you can respond in real time. That's not always the case. That might not always be an option there, but I think that's, in my mind at least, when it's constructive feedback, that's the easiest way to provide it so that somebody's not uh, maybe gonna misinterpret what you're trying to say, read it differently. You have a gap when you provided the feedback and then when you actually discuss it. So being able to, in real time, discuss and kind of unpack and digest anything that's constructive is I think really important. I think for me, um,
2: you know, we, we've talked about it a little bit earlier. I Think how I mentioned it is not to attack their character. And even sometimes when you, you think that you won't like, you have to think and rethink and making sure that, you know, the words that you actually say don't attack their character. Right. And so, um, that's the first thing that I, I really kind of emphasize it in my mind when I'm giving feedback, but then, then two is, is kind of that, that partnership that we're talking about. Right you can lay out the facts and let them know. But at the end of the day, it's like, I want to get better with you too. I want to support you in getting better. Um, and so, you know, using, you know, like even just the pronouns, is like, hey, let's figure this out together. You know, these are the things that, you know, happen. Maybe this is what you did. This is what I did, but let's figure out how we could do this better. Um, and so, you know, coming up with an action plan is, is, is always something that, has to go in every feedback conversation that I have. You can't just leave them hanging of like, hey, you didn't do this well. Good luck, man. Yeah. You know, like right. you you have to really allow them to see like there's an application. There, there's something at the the end of the tunnel that that they could strive towards to get better. Um and, and that's kind of where that partnership comes in. You know, you're not just leaving them high and dry and saying, hey, you know what, you'll figure this out on your own or, you know, better luck next performance review. You're saying, hey, you know what? You didn't quite hit the mark this time, but if you wanna to get to a certain spot, you know, and say six, three, six, nine months, let's figure out how we can do that, right? And even if I'm not their direct coach, say I'm just working on a project with him, it's like, that gives you an opportunity to build a relationship, just check in with them, or, or or to challenge them. hey, have you thought about doing it this way, you know, down the road? Um, you do that over and over again with the, the people at your company,
0: I mean, how can you not build great relationships? I right? just hearing you talk through that. I, I, I mean, I'm, from a self evaluation mm-hmm. standpoint. I think there's been some times where I, I skipped straight to like the oh, and I've oh, messed, yeah. I messed and up like, for sure. The, the relationship yeah. never hadn't even been developed enough, and yeah, um, it's it's nice to just talk through it and realize that so mm-hmm. much of this is like the daily deposits or the the investment that you're making. Um, I know you've like dove into this and, and, Mm -hmm. and probably heard feedback from some of the sessions that you've done. Um, what would, what would you add to this? Any other angles?
1: Um, I guess just like two things. One, just how important, um, Andrew talked about actionable feedback is. I think when you're providing constructive feedback, you have to also help them come up with a kind of action plan with, okay, let's, how are we going to change this behavior? How are we going to move forward? Um, I think that kind of softens the blow a little bit it's it's always hard i think to receive constructive feedback but when you know there's like a game plan and something to work on it's less daunting i think and then also just being authentic i think it was brought up in other conversations before this just when you are providing maybe constructive feedback and you want to go through an action plan, like, hey, I've also struggled with this. Hey, I also was in this situation. Here's what I did. And we kind of all talked about that earlier, just like nobody is perfect. Even the highest level of leadership is not perfect, right? So making sure that is apparent in your relationship as well and being authentic with them um, so they can see that from you and so that they, they know that you're doing, you're giving the feedback out of care, but also like hey, you've been through some stuff too. So like you might, as you age, you've been through more experiences. So maybe you have some wisdom from your mistakes that you can share with them along the way.
3: Yeah, I think that's really important. Like making it relatable. Um, It it can be really disarming when you when you lead and say, hey, here's some feedback that I have or something that I observed. Mm -hmm. I've been in your shoes before. Mm -hmm. I've had this exact same conversation in in reverse and just letting people know like this isn't, it's not, you it's not a personal thing it's something that you know everybody at some point probably has experienced or come across or you know at a minimum you're not the only one yeah i think that's you know that's the worst feeling is when you you get feedback and you kind of are wondering like is this just me am i the only one that's dealing with this or what you know it's a tough and so um to your point you know that then leads to you feel like you kind of have a partner in Mm -hmm. um or a sounding board or whatever that can help you you know get through that or you know, improve on that area.
0: My natural tendency is to be so ridiculously overcritical of feeling like I I failed. Now that may not last that long, but that's sometimes that's like the initial reaction um, until I can process it. And then I think it does come back to the trust. And if there's trust there and a desire to want to improve, then I think it gets there. But is there is there anything you can do as the one delivering the feedback to to be mindful of, n- no matter how you deliver this, this person is going to see a gap. But, and maybe you've touched, I mean, you've touched on some things already, but is there anything else to to add to that? Or is from a mindset standpoint, uh, is somebody like me, is there a different way of thinking about my place in the world instead of always defaulting to the, well, something's wrong with you. And you'll always be kind of like,
2: your harshest critic, right? I think that's kind of where the push-pull comes, right? And so, when you know your work environment can provide stuff constructive, they could also provide things that build you up and support you, right? And so, I think when you have meaningful conversations and and you and you're genuine with with how you feel, right? Um, whether you're anxious or you're you know overly critical of yourself, I mean, I think that's kind of where the the pool comes in, where you know your your team and your coach and your coaches can can rally and support you right and so um i think there's always got to be a balance when when it comes to feedback um you can't just lay uh you know a, a ton on someone's shoulders without kind of alleviating you know other other burdens and stresses too and so um that's just how my mindset when i come into those is like it's gonna be a tough conversation, but you know, I'm gonna make sure that I support you well, make sure that your mindset is in the right place too, that when you walk away, we're very clear of like what our next steps are. You know, that's the worst feeling is to walk away and 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 think, did my message even come across? Um, because then there's a gap of time where who knows how they're feeling. Right. And that's just as someone giving a feedback, that's that's probably the worst feeling of like maybe my feedback didn't get through you know, and it may, maybe it harmed them versus actually helping them.
0: Yeah. And I, th- I think some, in some of those instances, it probably was blindsided, yeah. you know, or, or mm-hmm. I felt that way anyway. Um, And again, going back to like the, you know, the, an organization may choose to say, Hey, we're going to do this once per year. Yeah. And a lot of people have, that's the environment that they came from. Mm-hmm. Um, But you, one thing I've no this is, I'm, pleased to be able to say this. One thing i am not only heard, but I literally see in action so much here is, and you mentioned this, you know, it doesn't, not everything has to be formal. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit more about that.
3: Yeah. I mean, you, you said earlier, like the concept of being blindsided, like if, if you're, if you don't have any relationship or, you know, you're working with somebody and they're probably kind of aggregating feedback, but they're never communicating it. It just builds up and whether that's, you know, a few weeks, a few months, six months, or a year. When that happens, there's going to be things that then when they get communicated are going to blindside somebody or take them completely off guard. Because you, you you think back and you say, how long have I been doing this? And nobody's <laughs> mm-hmm, said yeah. something or nobody's asked me a question about it or, or suggested other, you know, ways of going about it. And so I think, you know, that that's just always, like we said before, that's the worst place to be is to feel like there's a behavior or something you're, you know, either doing that you could be doing differently or something that you're not doing and you just weren't aware of it. So, um, you know, self-awareness is important, but we all need people to, to kind of help keep us in check, keep us accountable and, you know, learn from others and the experiences that they have too. So, um, yeah, I mean that you never want to be in a position, whether you're receiving it or, or giving it for that matter of, you know, telling somebody something that, you know, might be difficult to hear, but that is, been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you feel like maybe you're the first person that's actually given them that feedback.
0: How, how did things change at all when, and you know, and Embark, there really is no hierarchy. I mean, everybody from the founder to anybody is is approachable. Um, but I, I think that's that's not the norm. Yeah. Um, what would you say to somebody at, at an organization where maybe they've observed things the way they're being done or they see a room for improvement and then communicating that feedback upward. Cause I I think probably most people would have a certain level of apprehension of like, will I be punished for this? Or how will I be viewed by communicating anything less than we're doing a fantastic job all the time?
1: Yeah. I think my mindset is I want to work with people and for people that are also open to growth and think, that if there, it can be awkward giving upward feedback, but hopefully that is an option. And if it is received poorly, and kind of the reaction is, you shouldn't say those things to me, I'm above you, or I'm in this position, and you're like, I probably wouldn't want to work at a company like that. I think it's important to have kind of open dialogue going both ways because the people in leadership positions are making decisions for the betterment of the company and for the people that work there. So, if the decision was made and it's not really going great, like I think that feedback is important or else nothing's nothing's going to change if no one says anything. And then if you do say something and the reaction is negative, well maybe maybe think about what company you're working for and who you're working for and do you see yourself in that role long term?
0: Great advice. Yeah. Um and i think you know just building on that having been in some environments that were mm-hmm. like that um it's 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 pretty awesome when you're in an environment where it's the opposite where mm-hmm. you you're almost you know um it's it almost seems too good to be true where mm-hmm. then you have to like question yourself and that's interesting because you wanted to be in an environment like that and then now you have it and it's almost like gosh is this is this <laughs> can i really do this um how how do you develop that in other people? Like is that I mean, that's a very broad question, but like how do you how do you build a culture that does that? I imagine part of that is who you bring into that organization, but how do you reinforce yeah. that? I was gonna say,
3: I mean, it, it, it does start with culture when you're when you're talking about the feedback process at an organizational level. And you know, one one thing that I think is really important, we've touched on it a little bit though, is just is Being authentic, right? And a lot of times when we talk about feedback, and and particularly when it's constructive feedback, you know, it's very easy to tell people like, "Hey, you're gonna make mistakes. That's part of your development. The important part is that we identify them and we learn from them and we grow." Um, But there has to be something behind that, right? You can't you can't say all that and say all the right things, and then give somebody some feedback and they walk away from it feeling like it's punitive and it's okay, well, that didn't go really well. So that's set me back now in my career. Um, I think too often that's the way people, especially early in their careers, think of feedback is if you get anything that could at all be perceived as negative, that has now somehow hurt your career, hurt your development, hurt your progression, prevented you from taking that next step. And if people feel like that, then it's probably because there's not the right culture around them, Mm -hmm. whereas leaders or as people giving feedback, we're saying, we want you to make mistakes because that's how you learn, but we're not supporting people. And then we're not, you know, there and rewarding people when they do take that feedback. Cause I think that's something we really haven't touched on much, but like we talked about being there for people and helping them apply the feedback and grow in their careers. But then again, I think it comes back to when you see that happen, we have to be able to recognize and reward that. Um, and reinforce that type of behavior so that people really do understand and appreciate and buy into the idea that if you're not making mistakes, you're probably not challenging yourself. You're probably not learning. You're probably not developing, but you really have to have a good, strong culture in order for people to really feel like that is, you know, normal. And that, that is, you know, almost the accepted approach is you do something some things go really well some things maybe don't or you have opportunities and then you learn from them and you apply it yeah you can not have
2: like a double standard on that right? yeah you can have the ideal of yeah we want you to grow and learn and you'll make mistakes but then set them up like you got to be perfect you got to do you know you know 100 on you know x y and z um but something to add to to mass comment is um you know with the culture piece you know in my experience, it's been really great because I was challenged with opportunities to lead in a sense or, 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 or to, um, you know, step out of my comfort zone. And I think as I've gotten a little bit more experience, like I find a lot of joy in doing that for others too. Right, and so when you talk about a culture of, a feedback a, f- a culture of growth, um, just a culture of caring, it's really just giving people opportunities to do that. Right, and so even if you're coming in day one or day two, it's, I always tell people it's like, this place isn't perfect. There's so many, so much room to, to add value. Like, ask questions, get involved. Like, you know, plan something, coordinate something. Um, don't take everything as, as perfect here. Like, we can only get better with different ideas and, and challenges that um you know will will stretch this company too and so um it's been really great to see our company grow so fast but then also know that like each person that comes in um can can add more on to it um, that it's not a finished product and so um, i think that's kind of a testament to our leaders they've really um, challenged us to kind of be our own boss in a sense i've always told people that from day one like Paul was like you know run this company like it's your own and I'm like can't comprehend that I'm like (laughs) 23 years old right and so um you know I've been trying to instill that to other people too and it it takes a while for it to click but I think once you give people the opportunity um the time the resources the support um you'd be surprised how people flourish I think I think Callie's a really great example of that thanks um honestly I I don't even remember how long you've been here but you've done so much in such a short time because (laughs) only two years yeah you know she's she grabbed the bull by the horns and, and wanted to do a lot of these initiatives and people supported her um and now it's making like firm wide impact it's it's crazy and it's really awesome to see
1: yeah i was just gonna say i think the culture of care is kind of like if you think of it kind of like as a pipeline like it really you have to be intentional about the people that you are hiring and do they add or take away from the culture if they take away from a culture they might not be a great fit for this specific culture that we already have kind of cultivated and then once they're onboarded what does that look like um in the onboarding process and the training and what kind of messaging is there and then throughout day-to-day week-to-week what kind of events are there who's in the office who is around and approachable and available is the ceo walking the halls yes like it that kind of culture and then also seeing leadership make mistakes, admit they make mistakes, and then ask for people's feedback and ask for um, employees like, hey, what do you wanna see? Hey, how do you think it's going here? And being intentional about the responses. I think when they give a survey or they ask a question and people give feedback and then they're like, you're right, like we do need to make a change. And I think just leadership being authentic about that really carries the culture down as well. I don't think it's top down at all here, but I think it just adds to it that everybody is in this together. And then for example, we have our quarterly huddles where we literally sit and we have open dialogue with leadership and you can say whatever you want. And so, and you're not penalized for it. Like you can have that open dialogue and you can give that feedback, whether it's good or bad. And I think that is just because we care about each other and we all want to enjoy where we work. So I think that is important, no matter where you work. If everyone is there for the same reason, then it helps. I think just open up the authenticity as well. Just you can you feel safe to be vulnerable with each other.
0: Wow. Um, <laughs> so I mean, well, and then and then to exclamation point that mm-hmm. like what is the reason everybody's here? You know, it kind of goes back to the beginning of the conversation where it's like a, a desire to be the best you possibly can be and then at the same time see other people continue to improve Mm -hmm. and get better and i I think you know you know not every company is Embark, but embark started somewhere and somebody could be at another organization you could walk in as a leader at that company or join a team this started with you know a small group of people Mm -hmm. and then those actions and behaviors then reinforced it in a positive way and you know, I'm sure we can each speak to this, but there's there's been some uncomfortable things I've had to navigate, but I've almost in without exception, eventually that roadblock or that stubbed toe became something that made me better. And then that s- starts this like cycle of like reinforcing that, hey, it's okay to maybe get burned every now and then. It's going to teach me something and then you know i think the the next level of enlightenment is like sharing that with other people mm-hmm. but it's those positive experiences that then just keep feeding it and um that's a beautiful thing that's pretty powerful that's a totally different experience and um you learn how it can make everybody better is there anything that we've touched on or that we haven't touched on you know i think maybe some people having a fear of like failure um or looking at it as a weakness to not be perfect but i think we've touched on you know that's actually couldn't be further from the truth or there's an opportunity there giving and receiving feedback is is there any anything that we any other best practices that anybody here has picked up on
3: i think maybe one other thing to add that that we haven't talked too much about though too is you know if if you're the person giving feedback like hopefully again you have that relationship where you can ask them like, hey, how do you how do you want to receive feedback? Um, do you want to just sit down and have a one-on-one and hear it from me directly? Do you want me to kind of summarize some of my observations, send it to you in an email so you can kind of digest it and process it and then have a conversation? So, you know, it, it's gonna look different. Um, you know, again, depending on is it informal, is it formal? What kind of relationship do you have? What does that person prefer? But I think it's it, it is important that we you know ask those questions because again, you you want the person to feel comfortable. You want it to be a comfortable, you know, dialogue and relationship. And so anything that you can do up front to try to break down any of those barriers, any of the apprehension or anxiety is is really important. And it's gonna make it easier in the long run for the person giving the feedback as well as the person receiving it.
0: Any additional closing thoughts or
3: I think? I think I mentioned this earlier
2: when we were we were talking about it, um, you know, just prepping for for kind of this feedback conversation. Um, it's just kind of like nonverbal communication. I think in my experience has has been very impactful, right? Of um, you know, the way that your posture is or the way that you make eye contact or the way that um, your tone can be, you know, because kind of to Matt's point, like if you don't know them, like and, and you don't know how how they function, like they might you know, misinterpret some of that stuff, and then the message can be completely lost. Um, so just knowing that, like, you're constantly giving feedback to people in your engagements, in the office, or grabbing a cup of water, or or just even outside the building, or just even happy hour, or just even playing sports, right? Um, all these experiences um, can either build or you know, I guess, destruct. You know, any type of relationship that you have, and so. Just really being mindful um, in, in that communication of, of your nonverbal cues is um, something that I, in my experience, we don't talk about enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I think eye contact is something that I've always tried to work on. Because if you're just looking away while you're t- speaking does someone really, it's like, is that important? Are you speaking an important message to someone? Maybe not, right? So um, that's the only thing else that I can think of that, that I didn't mention that I wanted to make sure to, to, to put out there.
1: Yeah, I guess another thing we kind of talked about a little bit, but not that self-review is everything, but I think it's important kind of just to level set your expectations with You want to know what other people think of how you're performing, but how do you think you're performing and how does that match up with feedback you're getting? And if there are gaps, you can discuss that. Well, and don't be afraid to share what you think about yourself too. I think you obviously know yourself the best, but people definitely have different perspectives and the impacts you might not be able to observe as readily from your own perspective of someone else. So share that feedback, that self-review with your coach or whoever you're having that feedback conversation with. And then a tip I got um actually from a client was he would take notes on um feedback he would informal feedback he would get he would kind of like have a journal and oh they said i did amazing on this specific task or i remember them saying oh good job on this cuz if you are doing a self review or an annual feedback you don't remember what i did i don't remember what i did like last week i don't remember specific examples so kind of keeping a journal of like when you really did go above and beyond and having that kind of written down so you can look back on that whether to document it for like a formal process or just kind of Hey, yeah, I am good at this because look at all the times I've received this type of feedback and kind of journaling it that way, I think was a really good tip that
0: I heard. That just um it happened by accident, but mm-hmm. literally earlier today I was going through some slacks and I, I think I was trying to search for something and I saw I ended up accidentally seeing a like positive message somebody mm-hmm. sent me months ago. And I was like, yeah. Oh, I forgot about <laughs> that. That made me that made me feel really good for a second. Yeah. And um, and then even, you know, to your point, the self-evaluation, we just finished our 360 feedback and mm-hmm. you know there was a component in it where it asked us to self-evaluate but I I think as somebody who tends to take every my expectation going into it was like okay I, I know there's going to be some I'm not perfect right I'm excited to find mm-hmm. out the areas where I can improve but doing the self-evaluation there, there wasn't anything that even made me feel like, like you know I was like expecting some of it and then balancing that out with some of the strengths mm-hmm. was also pleasant surprise of seeing that hey there's some things that i'm i'm doing well that you know other people acknowledge that um so just a i mean a valuable experience i mean and i guess you can probably scale this up the more relationships that you have to to get more balanced feedback or just to your earlier point like i can work with this person who comes who's you know spent part of their life in south korea like or you know mm-hmm. like living in the your your, your background andrew and, and be able to learn from it and then learn from your perspective i think it accelerates growth mm-hmm. um, I appreciate the the perspective we've we've covered here. I know I've benefited greatly I mean with like I have uh, I'd like to continue growing my relationship with each of you but just in the encounters that we've had I feel like you you've all made like a really positive impact here at the company and then just individually I feel comfortable and I appreciate all the not just what you've shared but your day to day actions and. It all aligns, I think, was another theme too. So, thank you so much for your time and for your perspective, and thanks for making everybody around you better. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having This us.
1: is awesome. Appreciate it.
0: it. Yeah. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. I hope you got a ton of value from our panel and choose to transform their insights into action and unstoppable momentum. If you have a follow up question or a future topic request, please email us at podcasts at embarkwithus.com. That's podcasts at embarkwithus.com so we can get to work on creating content that'll get you wherever you want to grow. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss out on wisdom to help you work smarter and level up faster. And lastly, if you're a repeat listener, consider supporting the show with a five-star rating so those algorithms can expand our reach and impact. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being here. Cheers.